Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. This is Talk Cosmos, Insightful Conversations, Awaken Consciousness for Soul Growth. And I'm Sue Rosminahan, the founder and host. Today is August 20th, and we have a special panel. It's every third week of the month. And today's subject is astrology education and regarding certification, the possibilities of it. This isn't and advocating that certification is the direction for astrology, but it's been a topic well discussed for the last number of years. So let's look at it. And this is a sequel. There was a first panel with a few other panelists. It's always evolving, just like life and astrology. And that was January 15th of this year. So I will be happy to continue as we investigate in this hour about is that is certification a good idea it might require a board if it were international because increasingly it's worldwide and more than that we have different school operations there's the one instructor wonderful schools i went to one myself with maurice fernandez and then there is the large, wonderful institutions that give the whole spectrum. And so let's look at this. Okay, we are ready now for Talk Cosmos. Here are the in line, Kay Taylor, President, Organization for Professional Astrology, OPA, has recently had AFAN merge with it. Omari Martin, representing Kepler College of Astrological Arts and Sciences as the board chair. Wendy Stacy, Principal of Mayo School of Astrology and the Chair of Astrological Association, and Samuel F. Reynolds, the President of International Academy of Astrology, and myself as founder. But we'll go into a little bit more as we see each individual. So we have Kay Taylor. She's a soul-centered psychological astrologer, author, teacher, in evolutionary astrology with intuitive mastery, psychosynthesis, yoga philosophy, and a wealth of healing wisdom, 35 years. And Kay is the president of OPA, that's Organization for Professional Astrology, and is a conference lecturer and an author, Soul Pathway, and those also produced by OPA, Professional Astrologer and the Essential Astrology coming up. And then we have... Omari Martin, representing Kepler College, who has, uh, who is just recently, I believe, has his PhD in business management and accounting. He owns entrepreneurship and solar wisdom that is taught entrepreneurship on OPA. He's a certified astrologer and the president also of Friends of Astrology, which happens to be based out of Chicago and a lecturer and renowned, of course. And we have Wendy Stacy visiting us across the waters of to England. It's a little later there 
and we're grateful. The principal of the Mayo School of Astrology and chair of Astrological Association, an author and a lecturer. She has with this organization uh, uh, ongoing uh, Thursday night webinar that you can attend and has received the prestigious prestigious Harvey Award for Exceptional Service to Astrology. So thank you very much. And I think you have some upcoming books that we'll be eager to see. Thank you, Sue. And then we have Samuel F. Reynolds. Wendy and Sam are returning from our previous panel. And Sam, as he well tells, was a former skeptic, which is a good, really, I'm speaking longer than I thought, but perhaps it's such an indication of the power of astrology that it represents such depth. It was a life-changing visit to an astrologer 30 years ago because today Sam is on the, the president of Board of Directors of International Society for Astro... Well, no, I have that wrong. He's on the Board of Directors of ESAR, International Society for Astrological Research, and the president of International Academy of Astrology. He co-founded International Society of Black Astrologers and a faculty member, as I had said. Pardon me here. A little few sounds here are getting me distracted, which is pretty simple in this my state here trying to get started. But I'm very grateful to have Sam's excellent joining us with his, um, he is an international keynote speaker. We'll lead on. Thank you, Sam, for joining again. <laughs> okay. So this is myself. I started in 2018 and I am an evolutionary astrologer, and you can note these things. And I am on the Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club. If anybody wants to join it, please look at that. It's a wonderful group. So we are looking at several ideas of this certification, and I have a few slides that we'll briefly go over and then give time allotted to each of these individuals. The closest certification process that I could come up with to relate this might be with the medical board. It's unrestricted. It's within two countries, Canada and the U.S. It has an independent board, and they have ongoing accreditations, if this is a template to look at. And it does have this board of medical specialties, meaning that you could be evaluated ongoing or take extra classes because it has, it would meet standards and develop and, and gain skills. The other thought about this is that they would have categories we know that there's many categories of astrology, evolutionary, Hellenistic, Vedic, sky, cartography, vibrational, Uranian, traditional, just to name a few. So it's very complex. And also there are self-educated, wonderfully experienced astrologers. And how would they 
if we had such a system present ourselves. So with that said, I can go back to any of these slides, but I think I'll ask each one uh, to share their ideas about how it might look. Wendy, I think I'll start with you. What's your thought about yeah, Thank you. How long have I got? <laughs> about four minutes, I think. Okay. And then we'll all talk because we'll have a chance afterwards in the second half okay Go ahead. so i think first and foremost i am uh very much for certification um i understand there's a lot of people that are self-taught out there and some of them are amazing astrologers and that's great um however going forward um particularly in the climate and when i say climate i mean you know the the global information climate the astrological climate I think it's you know interesting that people don't want to be certified. We are in a world where data and information is overwhelming. Um, there's a lot of rubbish out there, a huge amount of rubbish on the internet. I think certification is important mm -hmm. to take into account all that one needs to know if they're going to be dealing with clients. If they're wanting to have their own interest in, in astrology and teach what they teach that's absolutely fine but i i am a very strong advocate on certification having an international board or something like that um not so much here in the uk we had two organizations that were created in the 80s i think they will be serving the community a lot more going forward one of them is the advisory panel for astrological education and that panel has every school in the uk that that um, adheres to certain education requirements. So they the panel is there. Basically, there's 15 organisations and schools in the UK where that board they are all members of that panel to ensure that standards and excellent are met in the community and education of astrology. That panel, the advisory panel of astrological, astrological education, is to ensure that students' needs are met and that schools are doing what they should be doing, meeting current standards of education. So here in astrology, where we're not mainstream, which is fine by me, but we do have a self-regulation process. This is how psychologists, homeopaths, osteopaths, certainly in the UK, started. So this is a panel that embraces all aspects and approaches of astrology. You can have evolutionary, Vedic, traditional, natal, psychological, all sitting there having a meeting. And it's also about respect for me personally. I've been a member of this panel for 25 years. And for me, it's about respect, um, respecting other people's approaches, as long as we all meet, because everyone has different needs. Everyone has, you know, it's like psychologists, there's different types of psychology, you know, or anything, you know, there's different fields, different theories, different, you know, different approaches. And astrology is much broader than all of them because we were the, sorry to say, father, um, <laughs> you know, uh, mother and father of all these subjects. So we have a much broader um, responsibility. In terms of self-certification, we also have another organization called the Astrological, um, sorry, the Association of Professional Astrologers International. So all those that meet the criteria of those of those APAE schools, 
when they graduate, they can join this organization. There's many benefits. They get cheaper insurance. They get a directory. But it's also about respect. Now, if you are self-taught, and there's many people in our community are self-taught, they can also apply under the grandfather clause where they write a paper talking about what they've done, what they know, that sort of experience. And they are given an opportunity to be a member of an organization if they're self-taught. I would love for the future for those people to encourage those people to be certified. It is an education. You can't become a psychologist or a counsellor because you're self-taught. If you are dealing with clients, it is really important that you study with an organisation that has ethics, proper complaint procedures, that covers the syllabus that is really necessary for a client. If you're teaching other things like mundane, it's a little bit different. Um, I'm a mundane and a counselling astrologer, so I understand both sort of sides of that. So. Um, in the UK, we, we are not allowed to practice medical astrology unless you're a qualified doctor. You're not allowed to practice financial astrology unless you're qualified financially. Example, Omari. Omari has three degrees, one a PhD in finance and management and accounting So, and business management. He's qualified to talk about business. So a lot of people that aren't. So, you know, it's important, I think, we set precedent for qualifications and people going forward. Another thing, just sorry, I, I don't know if you want to talk to, about libraries right now, Sue, but just to say, you know, we have things in the UK and America, like in the UK, the AA has an enormous library. We have emerging of libraries between organizations. We have the, and in America, you have the I Alexandra project and things like that as a resource for students. And it would be great if the community and organization supported those sort of initiatives. But I think my four minutes is up now, so I'll stop and pass the baton on. Thanks, guys. Excellent. That was a good start. We'll, we'll segue right into Omari since you brought him up. Okay. Thank you, Omari. Okay, great. We'll have, Thank you. So And we I, can run over to the next half hour too. I mean, but four minutes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Got it. So I'm certainly co-signing on what my colleague, Wendy Stacy, uh, just shared. Omari Martin is definitely pro-certification. And if I could make a wish, you wouldn't be able to practice astrology without being certified. All professions have standards. And why we as a community are reluctant to just draw the line of demarcation in the sand to some degree is beyond me. In all other professions, namely the legal profession, the accounting profession, and the medical profession. In the legal profession, you just can't practice law because you self-taught and you look at the court TV shows and uh, you know CSI, there's the bar exam. Well, first you gotta get a Juris Doctorate, a degree, then you gotta take and pass the bar exam. And then there are different areas in terms of the specialties. There's corporate law, there's family law. With the accounting profession, there's the certified public accounting examination. And then there's specialties such as forensic accounting and auditing. And then with the medical profession, well, there's a medical board exam that they have to take. You just can't prescribe medicine and operate on individuals because you're self-taught. No, it's illegal. 
And even with that, there's a spe one specialty I can think of off the top of my head. One can continue uh, with further training and education to become a cardiologist. And I'd like to highlight um, respectfully the hypocrisy of those astrologers who may oppose certification for astrologers. How many of them would ever go under the knife for a life-saving operation with a medical doctor who they knew was self-taught and had not passed the medical board exam? And I will say that I earlier this year, I did reach out to some colleagues to initiate a dialogue about the major organizations in the United States. And that's with all due respect to my colleague, Wendy Stacy. Uh, to have a conversation about a universal examination for astrologers that does include how to calculate a chart by hand, which doesn't have to be all heavy and significant, significant, but yes, does include calculating a chart by hand. And then my colleague Kay Taylor is here, president of OPA and also a board member of Kepler. There is the counseling piece that I think is equally important and that astrologers should have that uh, as well. Uh, Kay Taylor teaches uh, the counseling class at Kepler College. And so what I have done, I'm also a board member of the American Federation of Astrologers and board chair of Kepler. So last year, both organizations came together with a formal reciprocity agreement in that those individuals who complete the Kepler diploma program, you can automatically qualify for an advanced member certification with the American Federation of Astrologers. Of course, you have to pay the membership fee to the AFA and AFA will verify that you did in fact complete the diploma, but that's one approach. And that agreement does exist in writing. And if you pass the advanced, uh, the advanced uh, diploma program at Kepler, you then qualify for the professional member with the American Federation of Astrologers, and you have to demonstrate to AFA that you can do the math or calculate a chart by hand. So those are my four minutes, and um, Sue, I yield. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is a natural flow because now we're going to move right into Kay Taylor. Hi, Kay. You can have, glad to hear your additions. Thank you so much, Sue. And thank you, Omari, for bringing up the fact that in some ways, many of us are already beginning to talk about this as an issue. As each of you has spoken so far, I would say that I am in basic agreement with what everybody has said. We, we really do need to move toward some level of certification and professionalization because the possibility of damage from astrology, from people practicing astrology and counseling people who have no ethics, who don't really know what they're doing. I'm horrified. Many of us are horrified to read things we read online and to hear the stories from our clients when they've shown up and telling us what somebody told them in a reading. Like, oh, you have an empty seventh house, you will never get married. Or you're going to have financial disaster immediately. There, there are very difficult things that happen here. I moved to Taos, New Mexico in 1994. And at that point in time, 
psychotherapists were not regulated in New Mexico. Anybody could hang up their shingle and say, mm -hmm. I'm a psychotherapist. And as a result, there was tremendous damage being done to people. We, we wouldn't even think about it these days. And I know many of us are, are self-taught. I was self-taught for the first 20 years of my practice. There wasn't a whole lot of opportunities for education way, way back. But now there is. There's great colleges and schools and teachers. And it wouldn't take very much to have a standardized exam as a starting point. And honestly, from listening to Wendy talk, so much of this is already going on in Great Britain. And here in America, we already have a coming together. Uh, we have UAC, the United Astrological Congress, where we have that big conference. And I'm working on putting that together right now with the presidents of, of ESAR and NCGR and maybe AFA. And the other organizations are, are likely to be involved too, the young astrologers and the Vedics. So we already have connection with each other. There's great connection between Kepler with Omari and many other organizations. I don't think it would take very much for us to figure out how we could have a standardized exam for certification as a starting point. And yes, we're all concerned about our freedom and our independence and we're astrologers and we want to be eclectic. We want room for growth, not just uh, rules and regulations, but we are coming out of Pluto and Capricorn. We're coming into Pluto and Aquarius. I feel like that allows us to create this kind of professionalism and at the same time allow for a reasonable amount of freedom. Like you've, you've said already, uh, the fact that we could have a basic exam and we can have specializations. We can have Vedic and evolutionary and mundane and, and people can get continuing education and but but know what they're doing and and not be doing damage. That's really what's behind it in my mind is that we we have to start taking care of the professionalism of our field before the government steps in and says no, this can't al be allowed to go on. This has gone beyond for entertainment only, and now people are doing real damage. Thank you so much. We are actually at the half hour. Sam, I think though we'll just continue on so that it's one flow. I would love to hear your thoughts. And then when we get back after the half hour, we'll talk about one schools and teachers and whatnot. But please continue. Uh, yes. Would. And I, I, thank you. And I'd like to thank our my colleagues. I um one first must apologize. I, I didn't correct my bio. And I'm no longer on the ESAR board. So I do want to say okay. that because it's, it's reflective of what I'm saying. I'm going to say one, I think we need to make a, a distinction between education and certification. I wholeheartedly support the idea of quality and thorough education, including specialization, or um, I I've introduced the idea or mentioned the idea of one house, uh, one uh, room schoolhouses, but now I would call it limited instructor programs where we have, you know, several instructors or one instructor kind of guiding students in their astrological understanding. So quality education I support. 
Cert certification, I think, is a 20th century pipe dream that needs to die in the 21st century. It doesn't make any sense to me. And let me tell you why. It doesn't make any sense to me in terms of putting it into practice because all these organizations that have existed, ESAR, OPA, AFA, um, AFAN, kind of had this pursuit of the professionalism, professionalism of astrology and certification. Where is it? After 40 years, where is it? And one of the reasons why it hasn't happened because they don't have any teeth. They don't have any teeth because they don't have government support, especially in the United States, in being able to enforce this idea that to be an astrologer, you must be certified. So anyone can jump up today after reading one book and become an astrologer. Now you might say like, well, well, that's the problem. I agree, but I think the problem is really with education and coordination of education with schools first. And I think organizations have had too much organizational creep in being involved in education. I think it should be more mm -hmm. deference to the schools. For instance, we have one organization that I was a part of um, that felt it that it could charge $1,000 to schools to be an affiliate without actually honoring the actual schools and centering the schools. So I believe we should be advocating for education and quality education so that people know what they're doing. But certification in terms of acquiring it will require us to actually be involved in government and securing that. Otherwise, how is it going to work? And astrologers can barely coordinate among themselves. I mean, some of that is happening now, which is great. But astrologers have been uh, ultimately been unable to kind of coordinate things among themselves. For mm -hmm. instance, if I get an NCGR certification level three, that doesn't do anything for me with ESAR. Or does the coordination, if I do a certain level of certification with OPA, does it help me with ESAR? Does it help me with NCGR? Or if I'm with the Faculty of Astrological, Astrological Studies and I have an actual degree, a diploma, is that recognized by NCGR? Is that recognized by OPA? Is that also recognized by AFA? There's a lot more internal coordination that we also need to do. And then we need teeth. We need the government. That's my take. Well, thank you. I love to have practice in theory. And it's like Eleanor Roosevelt always was the one, I was told by my family, when Delan, well, her, um, Franklin would come to her and say, okay, I'm going to give a speech. I want to know what's wrong with it. Where are the holes? So it's how can you work with something if you don't figure out what needs to be tweaked or worked on? Okay, we will return. And this is Talk Cosmos with astrological certification, big question mark. We'll go forward, come back. Thank you very much to Kay Taylor, Sam Reynolds, Omari Martin, and Wendy Stacy. We'll be back. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, 
Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 27th, it's an encore presentation. Join us to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Sister Linda Rasmussen. Together, they help listeners and their animal friends with emotional, behavioral, and physical issues. And you can receive a surrogate healing just by listening and following along with Linda's instructions. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Hi, we're back again and we are looking at certification. We have four major schools being represented. And usually at this time, I always ask each panelist to provide what might be coming up, whether it's a special conference or a special class or lecture that they personally are doing. It doesn't have to be related to the school. And I'll start with you, Kay. What might you have coming up? I think you have a conference. <laughs> uh, we're, we're looking at creating a conference next year. We don't have the details yet. I am offering evolutionary astrology classes as always this fall and uh, intuitive classes as well. And OPA is always offering uh, monthly or bi-monthly talks by really great astrologers. What about BASH? I thought there was Astrology BASH. Oh, yes. Well, the BASH is the Evolutionary right. Astrology Conference. Yes, you're, you're right about that. That's okay. I, I, I know. I'm not putting it on. I'm speaking <laughs> at it. That's what I'm I meant. Yeah. At, at Wendy's Conference in UK as well in October. But yes, in Borrego okay. Springs is the Evolutionary Astrology Conference. And there's still uh, room there for people to sign up. Good. And it's on my newsletters. I always keep these conferences in mind. Excellent. Sam, do you have something personal or with your organization? I should clarify my question. I Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, so uh, if anyone is listening in the Tucson area, you should follow Lisa Warman because she's opening up uh, a space for astrology and spirituality in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, next Friday, the 25th. So um, check out Lisa Warman on Instagram. And I'm going to be participating in a conference uh, that's going to feature just before me this this woman. I'm trying to figure Wendy Stacy. Right. Wendy <laughs> Stacy is also um, going to be speaking in September at the end, toward the end of September in the STA conference uh, organized by. Uh, Wade Cave. So this is a kind of a big deal because it's a World Astrology Summit and it's happening September 23rd and 24th. And it's completely online. 
and it's going to feature a good number of mundane astrologers from around the world. Like I said, including Wendy Stacy, Wade Caves, myself, and um, Deborah Deborah Holding, and Dr. Lee Lehman. So that's what's happening. Fantastic! I'll have to add that one in. This is great. Maybe I do. Well, then, Wendy, we'll go to you, and then we'll go with Omari since you were brought up. What would you have this conference? You can mention again or anything yes, else. And your the, the SPA conference, which Sam just mentioned, and the Astrological Association. Um, I think it's their fifty. Oh God, I should know fifty fourth annual conference, thirteenth um, to the fifteenth of October. Um, so, which Kay mentioned. Thank you, Kay, as well. Um, and so, it's nearly I think sixty. 60 speakers um which sam and amari have been at as well before and and um so yeah it's going to be great it's residential um here in the uk also online so please go to astrologicalassociation.com and just a reminder to people that yeah we i mean i hold a um basically through the Mayo School, but a fortnightly free webinar, Thursday nights, UK time. So midday um, for Pacific, you know, but later in the day for Eastern. And um, it's a current climate for astrologers of all levels. And it's for an hour and a half. And we just talk about the current climate. We talk about the news all around the world um, and what's going on. And it's a really fabulous webinar. It was originally set up for, COVID, you know, to for support for astrologers, you know, isolating and lockdown and that. And three and a half years <laughs> later, we're still going. And it's, yeah, it's fabulous. So come along. It's free. Register on mayoastrology.com. Thank you, Sue. Yes, thank you. And I do include that in the newsletter if people do subscribe. Omari, what have you that you would like to share? Oh, thank you, Sue. So uh, there's a new course at Kepler College that I'll be teaching. It is Electional Astrology. So that's a new course at Kepler. It is a part of the diploma program. Uh, you can take courses at Kepler a la carte if you choose to. That class will begin on Sunday, October 15th. And in December of this year, speaker for the Astrology mm -hmm. Hub podcast, and I'll be talking about vocational astrology. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Well, we will continue then to our presentation, if we could have that up again. Nathan, Nate? Okay. And again, this for those people on YouTube, you can refer back to the slides, and we have many ways various spots where you see their organization and other places where they have their personal websites. For instance, Kay has kaytaylor.com. Omari says email is best. Wendy Stacy also has wendystacy.com. And Sam Reynolds has his School Unlock Astrology and his website. Thank you. And of course, Talk Cosmos. So, this is a collaborative time to interject. There's the pros and cons. I can see from the conversation thus far that England, being as they are a very old culture, um, dates back to the Roman days in some ways, not as Europe, I mean, not as England, but still with being populated, has an accredited 
central system. I don't know if it's accredited, but a more central system than what we have in the United States. Although, like Kay brought up, we have UAC, which is a United Astrology Conference, particularly valuable before the advent of online that mushroomed as we all ex have experienced after COVID 2020 and still very significant to bring together these large astrological groups that many of us are members of with their weekly educational systems and, and it's meaning that at this point, Everything is on the table. But one of the factors that is important to, the, to bring up is this fact that we have valuable one instructor schools. Kay has one. Sam has another. And they are also, as all four of these individuals, part of these large institutions that are embracing many factors of education. So it seems like if there was a certification, and each uh, probably provides certification, thinking of that theme also, it could be, as I have mentioned with the next slide, that there could be courses, which there are, okay, courses that would be various astrologers might focus on helping, focused on so that that would bridge any lack of information that one school or, you know, in other words, help feed it. Like, for instance, if you're going to be ESAR, they have levels, or NCGR has its levels. Sue, can I interject? Please. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things. Um I'll, I'll start with the, the other thing. I don't think it's an either or situation. Um, I think this is true for, I could definitely can speak for um, or speak about this with um, both Wendy, myself, Omari. We have our own schools or our own uh, places where we teach. Like I have Unlock Astrology, but I'm also the president for IAA. So I don't think it has to be like, well, you either have to go with a one room and you know one you know limited instructor program or you have to go with a school i think there's a complementarity that could be developed and that actually is in the works there are you know people who are talking about mm -hmm. some way in which we can coordinate between the schools i've even talked about this with wendy in terms of um you know what happens in britain and probably even being influenced by that model and bringing it more on an international level because that would be the next thing that happens and i think that can happen the second thing, and I'm going to sound like a rah-rah yank about this, so forgive me, Wendy, in advance, right? I mean, I, I think it's, it, it is proper to give Britain its due for what it does or has done historically in relation to astrological education, in terms of the Astrological Lodge of London. All of these things are wonderful. But we have to recognize that it's been the American institutions that have kind of paved the way in in bringing more of the world together, not just through UAC. I mean, NCGR is one particular model where they have had satellites in around the world. OPA is also a United States-based institution that has satellites and people participating around the world. And 
also Isar has also done a similar thing. I'm making this point not because like yeah, I'm an American and we should follow the path of America. I'm making this point because I'm just going to be blunt and I'm not just speaking. I'm not speaking so much to Britain, but where's the rest of the world? People complain at times like, well, why isn't UAC also in Europe? Because you can't agree on the common language that you want to have at your conference. Right. Uh, and, uh, and then I'll say one other last thing, the education. The other piece <laughs> I would say about that is in terms of coordination, in terms of bringing it, it's it's kind of like, well, are we going to, you know, if we're talking about institutions or organizations making money and then being able to you know, keep it afloat, let's say in Europe, is that something that Europe is prepared to do? Wendy's about to say something, so I'm just <laughs> yeah, kicking off right. the dialogue. <laughs> before I, just before my lips starts bleeding. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> no, go for it. Come on. No, look, I mean, I think there's a lot of things here. And, like, you know, there's a difference between America and Britain. goes back to Evangelina Adams in court at the same time, Ellen Leo. The judge said it's okay to practice to her. The judge said no, it wasn't. Culturally, how that evolved, there's lots of factors. Also, the Faculty of Astrological Studies has been going since 1948. The Lodge, 1905. You know, the Mayo School's been doing distance learning since 1973. So there's a distance learning, bringing the world together bringing distance learning you know i i've got graduates from vietnam and china and india and africa from for decades so you know i think in terms i don't know what you mean by bringing people together but what i think is important with the tutor thing so i i have my own school the mayo i took over that in 2007 the APAE, which I talked about before, and don't get me wrong, these things, these organizations need to evolve. They need to evolve with current times. They need to get in the program with lots of things that we all know, we've discussed here before. But the thing with the one tutor, like I, uh, we are, Mayo School is a member and has been since 1986, one of the founders of the astrological panel for, for uh, the advisory panel for astrological education. One of those um, the criteria for joining is that you have double tutors. You do cannot have one tutor. This is not a one man or woman band. You cannot do that. People come out with their own theories. They start teaching, you know, and, and that theories come from, from where, you know, um, and fine if you're a researcher and you can document your research and it's, you know, academic and put it on the table to be rigorously tested, blah, blah, blah. However, the thing is, you need to have double marking. You know, institute, I'm, I, I have my own school, but I will never, I cannot have someone graduate without double marking of pro of of examinations and i would never want that to happen because you know for many reasons like i i follow a university model really and even though we can't we do the best that we can that you know so so if a graduate writes when they write diploma projects and stuff like that they're always double marked sometimes triple you need to have this sort of process so even if there is schools run by one person you know, I still think there needs to be rigor, rigor um, in that education process. And I don't think, I'm not an advocate for one-person schools at all, actually. I own the Mayo, but I have a massive amount of tutors all around the world because their students are from all around the world. Um, and also, they have to be trained 
and cultural sensitivity. This is the other thing about having a one institution. There are different cultural needs everywhere. America is much different than Britain. New Zealand, Hawaii, much different than the rest of the world too. You know, and and so, you know, there, there's different, you know, different different needs for different populations. And I'm for an umbrella organisation like the APAE, but I'm not. I've been a member of this for 24 years, but I'm not also trying to make it international. But I, it could be a good model, and it doesn't have to be you know, the organization, but something like that, you know. Is, well, is there me. are, thank you, both of Sorry. you. There are, you no, know, no, it's fine. This is good. And I'll just say there are baby steps. Everything is complex. We're in a huge transition with the rest of the world. And this is an evolution, like Kay, you mentioned Pluto in Aquarius, which will return in January 11th next year to stay there as it toggles around. For a bit. In first degrees. Yes, it, 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 it is the path is changing sometimes pretty rapidly. But with that said, I will, and then we'll listen to Kay and then Omari. I feel the, the strengths of both. And yet I will say that sometimes the one instructor, that there's gifts and not. Mm -hmm. I think having that one focus and then also recognizing there's a distinction Sammy had brought this up in another seminar or webinar you did with recordings and actual live talks. Live talks people absorb, whereas if it's recording, it can get a bit tedious with it's hard to absorb. Any rate, if that's a segue, Kay, have you thought? Yeah, thank you. I, I, I want to really clarify that we're talking two different things here. We're talking education and certification. And on education, the really great schools like Kepler or Astrology University at Mayo, where there's a lot of instructors and the, and the education is deep and rich, that's one thing that's great. A private school like what I teach, Evolutionary Astrology, I tell my students that they need to get certified. And I teach them a little bit of, say, traditional astrology, but I'll encourage them to go to somebody who's an expert in it and get that side of it and get ready. And we have, like, the NCGR and the ESAR and the AFA exams are all about astrology in general. And I don't think it would be that hard to create one certification exam out of the richness of those three exams. OPA is different. I think of us more as finishing school, maybe continuing education credits around consulting and building a business. What we're doing, is we're not, we're not certifying people about their astrology. We do the peer groups where we have people do readings in front of others and get feedback, uh, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, I have uh, one spot left in my peer group in Borrego Springs in September if anybody is an astrologer and wants to get good feedback. But we we have the infrastructure, and I, I totally get what you're saying, Sam. It's like the organizations have been mulling around and messing around with a lot of politics for way too long, mm -hmm. but things are changing. There's so many more younger people engaged in the orgs now, don't have the same level of that old and meshed politic, I don't think, and we we have possibility to do something different in the years ahead. Omari? Okay, thank I you. I pass the mic so, to you. Thank you, Kay. And I just want to share that I have had an opportunity to participate 
in the peer consulting group with OPA had a great experience. Um, and I was pleased to learn that my knowledge and skills were right in step with my peers. So that was great. And uh, Maurice Fernandez was the leader of um, my cohort when I took it a couple of years ago. But there's, I think there's um, ad, uh, advantages and disadvantages perhaps to both models. One, I wanna talk about the um, individual um, astrologer or the guru model, if you will. And not that the guru isn't good, but the guru just is not in a position to be a one-stop shop for astrological education. It's not possible. And I'm sure some of us, if not all of us, remember a esteemed, knowledgeable colleague, Robert Blotsky, who wrote a four-book set, very good book. Robert Blotsky was not certified. Robert Blotsky uh, did not have a college degree, and he knew astrology. And you may remember his school, the Earthwalk Astrology School. Well, unfortunately, when Robert Blotsky joined the stars and the sun and the moon and the heavens, what happened to his school? His school went bye-bye. And that's the downside to that one-person astrology school or the guru model. Whereas at Kepler, uh, we take a polar opposite position. Uh, not necessarily in a bad way, but we certainly want to present um, several different instructors uh, from several different schools of thought to give students a more diverse, if not robust, educational experience. Uh, but I do want to say I started off with a husband and wife team who had their own astrology school. Uh, the husband passed away since then, the wife retired, and poof, their astrology school <laughs> no longer exists. And they really just offered classes instead of having a formal school. And I want to go back to the research. I just personally would love to see the evolutionary astrologers to do some scholarly research that holds up to the scientific method. You can do qualitative research and your design could be a case study design. And let's see what shows up. And while the results of that would not be generalizable uh, to the public, but we could still get some good information out of that. And I love the idea of the specialty course. For example, STA, you can get a diploma in horary. I'm not a horary astrologer, but you can, that's a specialty area. And I think we should consider that because the specialty areas, as I referenced earlier, uh, in other professions, those specialty areas um, exist. So there you have it. That is, thank you. I love this. All of your thoughts. It's This focus was to bridge brainstorming, and you are. I'm going to just show a few slides before we go, and we still have five minutes, so it's good. For those people, please subscribe and find us. I gave a talk on OPA. OPA has, these are some uh, ones. So here we are. Okay, so I will delete this. People can check. Yeah, thank you. We're going back and forth, just like life. Research, I was thinking about vibration.
vibrational. I am studying vibrational astrology with Linda Berry, who is certified and, and taught and wrote the books with David Cochran. So really knows it thoroughly. And it's complex. And of course, they're entirely based on this process of research. There are, are so many facets that these rivers of thoughts are joining into our philosophy, our ground-rooted perspective of anticipated and expectations. That's a large part of life. You know, what do we expect? Our expectations and standards. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> can, can, I just, what, can I just say about vibrational astrology, though? Which, of course, David is a researcher. He's a rigorous testing, you know, researcher. Mm -hmm. yes, he vibrational is. astrologer is rooted in harmonics, and harmonics. Yes, is same the founder of same John difference. Eddy. John Eddy, who did so much rigorous research, so much study, and 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 decades, and with along with Mike Harding, who's also a PhD in research. You know, this has its roots in. You know, and David is a is a you know we know is technical and and a good researcher, but mm -hmm. you know I mean for me vibrational is I always just hear harmonic, so it's you know no so, same difference, same difference. Yeah, it's like the frequencies. Yeah. The idea I think that they are presenting is that rather than the Ptolemy uh, aspects, which of course are foundational and totally valuable that it expands to the whole spectrum of any vibration and in their research they're devoting they've gone up to hundreds because essentially there's 300 many it just expounds but through research are giving the significance of what that vibration would be and learning that there's some that are behavioral and it actually takes a combination of three planets to make a difference in a behavior. It's complex and it's very beautiful. For, and I will just leave it with that Saturn, for instance, that we're so familiar with and an anchor in all astrology has a simple energy that it is essential. It strips anything that's superfluous to get to the core of something. It holds a meaning that's without the morality or the judgment. You know, in that process, of course, one makes judgments, but it isn't a morality, karma, good, bad, you know, type of energy. In the, and Mars is action, totally for motivation of action. So here, I guess I was plugging vibrational. You've been so wonderful. I thank you. I want everybody to know it's Wendy Stacy with Male Astrology and Astrology. Astrological Association Samuel Reynolds of Unlock Astrology and International Astrological Association, Kay Taylor of Her Soul Path, uh, Kay Taylor and OPA, which is Organization for Professional Astrology, and Omari Martin of Friends of Astrology in Chicago, and representing Kepler Astrology Online School. Fantastic. You're all gifted and so powerful and great leadership. And I thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Sue. Thank you, Sue. Okay. And from Hawaii. Yes, we live. Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 